Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. Back and better than ever, Greeny presented by Progressive Insurance. A full day here because the football news is far bigger than you realize. The urgency is significant because the first domino falls today. Let's do this. Here we go! Go, go. Only one place to start. One place to start here on ESPN Radio is brought to you by ZipRecruiter. Try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash Greeny. ZipRecruiter is the smartest way to hire. Speaking of hiring, who's going to hire Derek Carr to be their quarterback? We may find that out much sooner than you realize. As I've got the assembled members of the hashtag crew assembled around us today, I've also been smart enough to keep Mike Tannenbaum around. On his birthday, by the way, happy birthday, Mike T. Yeah. I have some dance lessons I have to get to. Yeah, Mike T's been <laughs> dancing this morning on Get Up. We had some fun. Um, but but let's get to business because this feels like a very important day. And I don't know that most football fans are paying enough attention to this. It's sort of gotten swallowed up, of course, by the Super Bowl and everything else. But Derek Carr has made it clear. He's not doing the Raiders any favors. He's not extending any deadlines. He's not waiving any no-trade clauses. I think he feels they've done him wrong, candidly. I think he's probably right in thinking that one way or another. He is going to be released by 4 o'clock this afternoon Eastern time. Let me make this as clear as I can. They owe him $40 million guaranteed dollars if he is on the roster at 4.01. So, Mike T., am I accurate in saying there is no chance Derek Carr is not released by 359. 100% Greeny. And they really made this decision when they went back and they benched him for Jared Stim. They knew then that they lost all leverage with a trade. He, at 359, could get cut today and 401 be a saint, basically giving the contractual middle finger to the Raiders. So that ship has sailed. So he is a free agent. And Greeny, I totally agree. The 32 teams now know that free agency begins, and for half the league that needs a quarterback, they have to monitor this situation really closely. Okay, so I have been, uh, I have long since begun my preparation for the NFL draft. It's my great privilege to host ESPN's coverage of the draft. And a lot of fans who don't pay a lot of attention to that until now, right? I think there are probably a lot of football fans that, that are primarily pro football fans that may not follow the college game that closely. And their attitude is, okay, I'll start thinking about the draft when the season's over. Well, the season's now over. And I think a lot of those fans might be thinking, all anyone told me was this was going to be the year everyone wanted to be in the, in the draft for quarterbacks. I'm here to tell you, it didn't play out that way. There are four quarterbacks who feel like certainties to go in round one. There are major question marks about all of them. One of them is Will Levis. He's the quarterback from Kentucky. He's big, strong. There are a lot of questions about him. Some people love him. Some people don't at all. Bryce Young is the opposite. There are no questions about him except for his size, but he's so small that there is some concern. Then there's C.J. Stroud from Ohio State that some people love and others don't. And there's Anthony Richardson from Florida who is as raw as raw gets but has all the talent in the world. 
Those are the four guys you are weighing if you decide you're hanging out until the draft, right? So how do general managers, guys like you, weigh that versus I'm going to go sign Derek Carr, I'm going to sign Jimmy Garoppolo, I'm going to do everything I can to get Aaron Rodgers? How are we doing that? Yeah, that's exactly right, Greg. You juxtapose that breakdown of those draft-eligible quarterbacks with any other opportunity you get. And let's just focus on the Jets or the Raiders for a second, which is – you really need to say, hey, is there a bird in the hand here? Can we go get Derek Carr, Jimmy Garoppolo, Aaron Rodgers? Because the draft just has more questions than answers, especially for the Jets. You had a good year. That's the good news. The bad news, where you're drafting, I mean, three of those four are going to be gone for sure. So that's why we always used to say the offseason's a continuum. We'll take the opportunities as they present themselves. And because there's so many more teams that need it than the supply, I think Derek Carr is going to benefit that from that. Jimmy Garoppolo, certainly I think Lamar Jackson guys could have a team interested despite giving up two first-round picks. So there are a lot more questions than answers, and because of that, the sense of urgency begins today. Greeny and Mike T. Hembo is here. The hashtag crew uh, is assembled around me as usual. But, Mike T., let's talk about Lamar for a minute because a week from, I think, today is when the franchise tags – can start being handed out. So this got real in a hurry, too. Like the Lamar Jackson thing was always something in like a theoretical possibility out in the distant future. Well, that future isn't so distant now. What, if anything, do we know about where that thing is going? Right. So there's one major decision that the Ravens have to make. The franchise tag, which is roughly $32 million, another team can come in, sign them to an offer sheet. If they get them, Baltimore gets two first-round picks. The exclusive franchise tag is roughly 8 to $10 million more, and nobody could touch Lamar Jackson. In speaking to many people in the league, a lot of people feel that if he gets the traditional franchise tag, Greeny, because of what we just talked about, there could be a team, maybe a team like Atlanta, that says, you know what? Lamar Jackson and his certainty is worth two first-round picks because he's still young, and we have Drake London and Kyle Pitts, and we're going to plug him in, and away we go. So it's... Baltimore has a really important decision to make here, and I think it's far from certain if they franchise him that he comes back or read him. Greeny, Mike Tannenbaum in our studio. Hembo is here as well. Hembo, as you have uh, been assessing all of this, and obviously you're talking to our analysts for Get Up today and everything else, and you heard the two hours that we just did. Where do you net out on all this quarterback stuff? Well, the Lamar Jackson thing is is definitely the most fascinating. Derek Carr seems fairly straightforward. He probably already knows where he's going to play. If not, we'll find that out very soon. But Lamar Jackson and Baltimore felt like the perfect marriage to all of us for the longest time. And now all of a sudden we're at this crossroads where they couldn't even agree whether or not he was healthy enough to play at the end of last season. It's not obvious to me that we'll never see him again in a Ravens uniform, especially given what we presume is that he wants a fully guaranteed contract. And we know that the Ravens are very averse to doing anything like that. Yeah, I think that's right. I think the whole league is really adverse to it. And the question is, like, is it Jalen Hurts and, you know, Dominique? It was really really good reason speculation. Is somebody else going to go to that Lamar Jackson camp and say, fully guaranteed money with Deshaun Watson or bust? Jalen Hurts may have that sort of leverage. He has one year to go on his deal. And if he sits there and says to Philly, you know what, I'm not coming into camp without a fully guaranteed deal. If you're the Eagles, what are you going to do? Joe Burrow could do that. Justin Herbert could do that. The, 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 the quarterbacks banding together and trying to do something like that has always been a possibility that I found fascinating because it's probably... It, it, it's as close as the players could ever. <coughs> pardon me, I sneezed. 
Bless you. Twice. Bless you. It's as close as the players are ever going to get to having the kind of leverage that could actually threaten the owners with something meaningful. But I don't think they will do it because in each individual hmm. case, you're going to walk away with 200. Would you sne- Would you walk away from $200 million to make a point? I would not. I mean, Joe Burrow is going to get this money. I mean, no matter what happens. And, and, and so are all the rest of them. You know, Hebo made a good point via text before, Greeny. It's the other sport that you cover so closely, which is. The NBA star now is in the fifty to sixty million dollar range. That's what we're talking about. And you know, quarterbacks and NBA stars, there are similarities. The interesting difference, though, is now you got to put fifty-two other players around that quarterback. Greeny, the, the salary cap is going to continue to explode. The NFL broadcast rights deals right now are so lucrative that we're going to see the the salary cap increase by a much larger percentage year over year than player salaries are going to. If you're waiting to sign your homegrown quarterback. You're going to wind up losing a lot more money down the road because of that. Yeah, I, the, the Lamar Jackson thing feels like an outlier to me because I, I think that the Ravens. My sense is that they had there is some disagreement within their own organization as to whether or not this is the path they want to continue to go down. But Kmart made a great point on on the show, greedy, which is this: if you let him go to Atlanta for two ones or something else. Where are you going? Like, what, like you are really starting over more so than just a another quarterback leaving because of the way this team's been built. Yeah, there are a lot of teams that are starting over, though. I mean, that, that's what you'd be doing. You'd be deciding to start over. And I'm not saying that's what they should do. I'm saying it feels to me like that might be what some people there want to do. Greeny presented by Progressive Insurance. Drivers who switch and save with Progressive save nearly $700 on average. I want to go back to something you said a minute ago. Actually, I think it was Hembo who said it, but one way or another. You think Derek Carr already knows where he's going? Oh, I think it's pretty close. I would be surprised if it wasn't the Saints, but uh, he's known since that day he was benched in in mid-December that he's going to be a free agent. And oftentimes, these deals are wired before they they start. Now, look, could Shane Steichen show up in Indy today and say, hey, we need a veteran guy? Of course, there's always an outlier. But to me, like— I I mean, I'm I'm obviously asking— because of the Jets. like there, right. there have been a lot of people who've wondered if the Jets would make they a sh- move in that direction. They should be, because if you're sitting there, guys, if the three of us are running the New York Jets and we're putting our eggs in Aaron Rodgers' basket, that is a tough place to That's live. That's what I mean. But yeah. the, the alternative, so you're, you're, you're now depending on the most undependable person right. in sports, right? Yeah. I mean, Rodgers can't make up his mind if he wants to play, where he wants to play, what he wants to do. Is he in darkness? Is he in light? Is he in, well, I understand all of that. But the reverse of that is if you sign Carr, you're putting an end, like that's the end of the Rodgers thing. So uh, which yeah. way are you going? Yeah, well, actually, I'm probably one of the few people that could really tell you the, the feeling. I'll go to the, my grave. When I signed the trade papers for Brett Favre, I called up Woody Johnson. He was on vacation. I said, just understand this. I hope and believe that we're going to get on a plane tonight. Dave's on our player development person, myself. My wife came because uh, his wife was coming. But understand this, Woody. Like, if he doesn't get on that plane, you're going to fire me. Because as soon as I sign these trade papers, Chad Payton is cut. Kellen Clemens is all we have. And he's like, yeah, no problem. Like, I was disturbing him from, like, dessert. I'm like, no, no. <laughs> understand this. Like, like, unless Brett Favre shows up here, you and I will be on the back page of the New York Post as the two dumbest people ever. And I felt like Brett was coming. We had talked to him for three weeks. If you're sitting here thinking like, all right, is Aaron Rodgers coming in the pit in your stomach? If you're all in on that and you don't have an alternative like the Jets, like I, I still have like that feeling from, you know, 12 years ago. So if you're running a, an entire organization based on one person's proclivities and he's as unique, to put it nicely, weird, like 
that is just, I mean, if you're running an NFL team, you're going to No, put, I get it. Yeah, I'm I understand. Mean, That's why I don't know yeah, what I yeah. want to have happen here. <laughs> yeah. I, mean, it, I just know how, like, your guts are like, I mean, because then if not, you're, you're drafting Anthony Richardson because you don't have the firepower to get up to No, get, you're signing Jimmy Garoppolo or someone like that. Or, I, are, are you calling up, are you calling up the Chicago Bears and offering a third of your roster for Justin Fields? Yeah. You know, Greeny, it's... I, the short to answer your question, yes. And let me ask you guys a question. I was watching that game. And I'm thinking, if you're the Chicago Bears after watching the Super Bowl, are you saying to yourself like, can Justin Fields take the Jalen Hurts step? Can't. I'm, I'm, let me ask you. I yeah, I would say no. A year ago, but then you look at Josh Allen, you look at Jalen Hurts, and you know I remember going to watch Justin Fields at practice at Ohio State. I'm thinking like, you know, Kirby Smart let this guy go from Georgia. Like, what's going on here? But Jalen Hurts left Alabama, and the rest is history. I mean, it wouldn't be unprecedented. I mean, the way Jalen Hurts threw the ball the other day was shocking. It was so good. I think Chicago would be hard pressed to move on from Fields. Yeah, well, I asked because you were one who you were the first one who put in my head the idea that they might do anything but trade that pick. I yeah. have always acted on the assumption that they're going to trade that pick for a king's ransom, and someone will take C.J. Stroud, and that'll be the end of it. Now, talking to people out in Arizona, I will tell you there's a lot of people that think that Bryce Young is going to be really, really special. Hmm. Now, the one caveat is he will not be 200 pounds at Indy, and if he is, it's only because he has bricks in his sweatpants. Right. He's too small. (laughs) Yeah. He's he's just too small. Uh, To me, C.J. Stroud is the one that that, that sort of bridges the gap. Levis, there's huge questions about – boomer bust potential. Mm-hmm. Bryce Young, I think, is um, is just too small. That, that would scare me to death. I think C.J. Stroud, when push comes to shove, is going to be the one who goes number one. Am I right or wrong? I, I think Bryce Young, I think Houston. You think Young Bryce. goes first? I, I do, just because his tape is so good. But Stroud, like, to me, it's one and one A. And Stroud played great against Georgia. And Hembo, you think it's going to be Levis? Will Levis is going to be the first pick, the first quarterback taken. Mike, he is the perfect pre-draft process quarterback because he checks all of the boxes you watch his tape this year not that impressive but he checks every single box that nfl front office types evaluators types like yourself i think will talk themselves into that's correct he's the, the guy they'll talk themselves yeah. into he's also I mean, all that everything that you want him to be except for how he plays is exactly <laughs> what he is all right mike t happy birthday my Thank friend you. enjoy it. the rest of the Thank day uh, greedy reminder what makes AutoZone america's number one battery destination because they offer free battery testing and charging and reliable replacement battery starting starting at just $79.99, and they've always got your battery solution, so get in the zone with AutoZone. Uh, as we continue uh, our question of the day today, and we will crush Cam for his cowardice, that is up next. This is Greeny on ESPN Radio. Greeny, the podcast. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small, and when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Greeny today to get 10% off 
your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Greeny, G-R-E-E-N-Y. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. On this Valentine's Day, the music is always sweet. Greeny with you, presented by Progressive Insurance. We have a lot in the hopper today on this day that NFL free agency will begin in earnest. But first, I believe that a crushing is in order. I think we have to crush a member of the hashtag crew, and we will do so in 30 seconds. And stunningly, it will not be Hembo, who we all live to crush, and it will not be Bubba, who took care of that himself yesterday. The Rihanna fans are all over Bubba, and I'll explain why, and he richly deserves it. But it is another member of the hashtag crew who I think is going to have to face the music here in 30 seconds after this word from Granger. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facilities safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop on by. All right, so Cam is the newest member of the hashtag crew, the most recent edition. And Cam, uh, where is it again the, from which you hail and your all of your team allegiances lie? That would be outside Philadelphia, all Eagles, all Phillies, all Philly sports. All Eagles, and mm. you have been played up as an Eagle fan since your addition to this staff not long ago. Correct. And of course, the Eagles were in the Super Bowl on Sunday, and you were more than happy. They were. To talk leading up to that about how excited you were about the game and how into it you were. And then, of course, they lose in heartbreaking fashion. And the following day, because we are, I don't know, a sports talk show, it's the biggest day of the entire year in our industry. Yes. And Hembo was here to just take his beating, and we beat him down. We we abused him. We brought Nuno in here to mock and make fun of him. That was really cruel, too. But but Cam, (laughs) you were, however, nowhere to be found. How do you explain your absence yesterday beyond the obvious, which would be cowardice? So you explained that I was very excited for the game, so I wanted to watch the game in the city, so I was back in Philadelphia at home. I watched the game at a friend's apartment. I was driving home from Philadelphia in the morning and was not going to be able to make it to the show in time, so I would have been a little late, so I decided to switch shifts with someone else, and now I'm here today. So I was uh, unable to be on the show yesterday to get crushed by Nuno and Does this feel like an acceptable 
answer. Like I, I feel I like, can't imagine it will be received as an acceptable answer, but it made sense to me. Now, Bubba, you are the, the producer of the show. I know that the, the, the name of the show is my name, but you are actually the producer of the show. Like, is this acceptable behavior from a member of the show team? Yeah, I mean, I have a, a few different thoughts on it. First of all, um, you know, as someone who was on Mike and Mike for many years, which is obviously earlier than this, I went to Many Giants Cowboys games went to that New Jersey, came to Mike and Mike, went to many Mets games, World Series games, came to Mike and Mike, went to a Red Sox World Series game, came to Mike and Mike that morning, never missed a Mike and Mike after attending the game the night before, came to Mike and Mike on no sleep many, many times, win or loss. So, I, you know, it's the lack of dedication to the show. And the second thing is, which I just found out now, I assumed, which I was going to at least give him some you know sympathy for i assumed he was going home to watch the game with his family family i didn't know he was just watching with some friends friends i thought oh all right what's you wrong know, with that watch it with your dad watch it with your family lifelong eagles you know i go i watch the cowboys well, i did watch it with lifelong eagles fans we were in the city I, we were going to go to broad street if they won and celebrate so I that's thought what you i was going to watch with your family not just oh go watch it with uh carlos and philly here what's going on his name's evan I'm not sure which is worse, <laughs> the fact that Bubba's immediate guess was Carlos <laughs> or the fact that his actual name is Evan. Like, What's those, wrong with Evan? Those are equally bad. Everything is wrong with Evan, and I think, <laughs> I think down deep inside you already know that. Uh, Hembo, what, what would be an appropriate um, – I'm not sure. I think, I think that this, some sort of reprimand is in order here, don't you think? Absolutely. I mean, Cam, this is – this is a career-defining moment. Correct. This is an, yeah. a, a legacy-affecting... This is LeBron in Game 6 of the 2011 Finals. I agree, yes. And, and from which you will never recover. You're, you're a bad teammate. You left me by myself on a national radio show yesterday to receive slings and arrows from all of my that colleagues. That is the thing I felt the worst about because I was listening on the drive-in and Nuno was, but, was particularly vicious. Greeny, there is one more thing which we have failed to mention. Which is? Cam, when did you make these plans? Uh, I believe when they, soon after they made the Super Bowl. Kim I wanted is the to watch reason, it in the city. Kim is the reason the Eagles lost the Super oh, Bowl. Oh, come on. Come because on. he just said <laughs> that he made the decision to go home and watch it there so that he could parade on Broad Street after they Why won. would anyone not want to plan to do that if they were going to win? They just happened not to win. You jinxed our favorite team, oh, dude. Come true. on. No, he's 100% right. No. You cannot change any plans. You can't do any of that based upon your team making it, or you, they are destined to lose. I agree with that. I mean, where have you watched every other game? That's where you should have been watching it. Oh, it was going to be here with, like, Jason Fitz or something. Then sit with Jason Fitz. That's <laughs> what you should have been doing. Well, I wouldn't have been with Philly that? fans. Why would you say that? Like, it's such a terrible oh, it would thing be a great to watch thing, the game but with not Jason with my Fitz. team. I wanted to watch it they, with other where, Philly fans. Where have you won and watched every other playoff game? That's where where you should have been that's where you should have been uh, yeah not changing it up the, and going to watch it with carlos and philly i don't have any friends named carlos i've watched all the different playoff games with different members of my family i wanted to watch this one with a bunch of uh, my friends who are eagles fans. so what you're telling me is that your desire to watch this game with evan <laughs> is the reason that the eagles lost it, the super bowl it very well maybe yes. I, I i don't i said not very well anything i think it's on it's an unquestioned certainty this is on both of us now the eagles and the phillies lost consecutive championships because me and cam members of this hashtag crew changed our viewing habits in the most pivotal moment in the season i think that's this correct. is unacceptable um i don't I know should what have learned of, from history yeah. like what we had all this data that back up the fact that we had a lot <laughs> yeah. of control over this yeah and you still we went two for two we went oh for two 
In those yeah, and the and the union lost in the MLS Cup as well. Oh Not God. that I rooted for them. But. Here's what I'm going to say: If the Sixers the blue make collar it, workers, if the Sixers make it to the NBA Finals, they're losing in the second round. You're going to have to delete Evan from your phone. <laughs> I want I want his, I want his contact information stricken. From your phone, you're going to have to unfollow him. He's on- actually a bigger Sixers fan than he is an Eagles fan. So, <laughs> I don't think you're making the point you think you're making over there. All right, Cam? So I, I, now that we've established and dispatched with that piece of this, this is Greeny presented by Progressive Insurance. Save on commercial auto insurance from Progressive. Get a fast quote at ProgressiveCommercial.com. Um, I, I would say this, too. I just want to finish up on something because it was Mike T who originally said, that the Bears should consider trading away Justin Fields and, and drafting Bryce Young. And here's what I'll say. I love Bryce Young. I love him. I, I, I will start doing draft prep. In fact, why don't I just call this draft prep because I'm going to do some. So you ready for the draft? Let's get started. Greenies draft prep. We officially enter draft season today. And I've done 50 players. I've done exactly 50 players so far. I'll have to go back and, and, and put some more information in after the combine when we get official measurements and 40 times and all that. But I've got a, a pretty decent working background on 50 players, which means I'd be stunned if anyone who goes in the first round I haven't done yet. We'll see. The four quarterbacks are who the four quarterbacks are. Bryce Young is the best of them. I don't think there's any question of that. But he's so small. Here's what I'm trying to say. Justin Fields, if Justin Fields was in this draft, teams would be killing themselves to move up to number one. Justin Fields would be the overwhelming first pick in this draft. And I don't know how you could watch what we have seen in Buffalo and what we have seen in Philadelphia and not say to yourself, Justin Fields not only should be my quarterback with the Bears, but why he, we shouldn't think he's about to become the next NFL superstar. Here's what the Bears need to do. The Bears need to go get him, his A.J. Brown. They need to go get him, his Stefan Diggs. Those guys are the difference makers. And I'll give you credit, Hembo, because you were onto this before most people were saying it out loud. The new move to make in the NFL is go out and get the receiver. Don't draft one. The Garrett Wilsons of the world, again, the Jets' number one receiver last year was a rookie, and he's sensational. But those guys, that's a position that is, they don't, for whatever reason, I don't fully understand why, but most receivers take a little time. Watch Christian Watson last year in Green Bay at the beginning of the season and watch him as the year went on. Takes a little time to develop. You want to go out and get him. And, and, and on name to consider, I don't know if he'd want it, but on name to consider is DeAndre Hopkins. He's a guy who I think people think will be available from Arizona. I know that Marcus Spears wants the Cowboys to go after him. If you get Justin Fields, with all the other stuff you're going to do this year, if you get... Justin Fields, DeAndre Hopkins, I think you'd be looking at the potential, you know, remake the offensive line. You would be looking at a guy who could be next year's Jalen Hurts. Given how the game is officiated now, given the enormous value that having a true number one receiver hat, like we have now many examples of one player making an enormous difference. It happened in Buffalo. It happened in Philly. It happened in Miami. So... With these young quarterbacks who don't look, you know, maybe the, the, you know, the kind of player that you might expect in year one or year two, one player can make that kind of difference, and you're paying that quarterback almost nothing on a rookie contract. It makes all the sense in the world to pair your quarterback on a rookie contract with a number one receiver whom you can break the bank for. That is a more foolproof strategy than drafting a quarterback in the first round and hoping it works. All right, so then, meanwhile, I, I thought of this idea yesterday. I wanted to do a quick question of the day. You ask these questions. Greenies question of the day. 
You know, and, and this dates back to uh, Joe Theismann, who's an old friend and obviously worked at ESPN for many, many years and was a terrific quarterback in his day. And he led Washington to two Super Bowls in his career. They won one of them and they lost the other. And Theismann famously said that losing a Super Bowl was so painful that he would rather have not made it than have gone and lost. And I remember my old partner, Mike Golick, used to get enraged at that idea. He was so offended by the very notion that because he never got to play in the Super Bowl and he always wished so much that he had had that chance. And so I've always thought that was a fascinating conversation because Joe won one. It's one thing to say, I'd rather not make it and lose if you've already won one. But someone like Herman, Herman Edwards, made it to one Super Bowl and lost. He has told me many times, I'm sure he has said this on the air, that he, to this day, he hates the sight of confetti. He still remembers the feeling of walking off that field when he lost to the then Oakland Raiders um, in the one Super Bowl that the Eagles made back in those days and walking off that field with the confetti falling on him and that to this day he can't stand confetti. And so I, 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 I thought it's interesting to ask the players. It's also interesting to ask a fan. All I've ever been is a fan. I've never seen my team play in the Super Bowl. The only time my team ever made the Super Bowl, I was one. So I have no such experience. So I will ask both of you guys, Cam, despite the, 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 the really somewhat pathetic nature of the way you chose to consume this game and then handle work. I, I, uh, I accept. I'd, I'd like to think that it is because you were so devastated by the loss that you couldn't even fathom dragging yourself in to your place of work where re- re- uh, dissecting it and reliving it was going to be a part of your workday. But if I gave you the option right now between never see, seeing your team not making it or seeing them make it to the Super Bowl and lose, which one would you choose? For me, as a fan, there's there's not – like, I can't speak to experiences as a player, but what more as a fan are you rooting for than for your team to go as far as possible? It's going to be tough if you lose in the playoffs no matter what. You want to make it as far as possible. Like, Super Bowl losses is is tough, but – why, why are you rooting for your team at all if you don't want them to make it all the way? So again, if I gave you that option, knowing ahead of time they're going to lose, no one would accept the possibility of losing. But if I tell you right now, they're playing, who'd they play in? Uh, San Francisco. They're playing San Francisco, and I'm telling you, you're going to lose the Super Bowl. Would you rather win or lose this game? Which would you choose? I think you still want to be in the Super Bowl. Like it's a tough loss, but it's going to be tough if you lose in the NFC Championship game too. It's different for a player because there's a lot more emotion involved there. But I don't see why anyone would choose not making it to the Super Bowl over making it and losing. Uh, Cam's right. I would rather have lost in the Super Bowl, lost in the World Series. There was never a day in which I wish my team lost a round sooner, and that's in part because, like, the agony of defeat is kind of at the center, the ethos of a sports fan. And even though it stinks. You hate this phrase, but it is better to have loved and lost than never loved at all. It is. Did you just say it is better to have loved and lost than never to have loved at all? Very poetic for Valentine's Day. Do you know who invented that phrase? Who's that? Someone who never loved and lost. That's one of those things they say 
only to make people who have loved and lost feel better. It's sort of like when they say, it's good luck if it rains on your wedding day. No, it is not. It is actually the very definition of bad luck if it rains on your wedding day, but they want to make you feel better, so they say, you know what, it's good luck. It's like when they say, it's good luck if a bird defecates on your head. No, it is not. It is the very definition of bad luck if a bird defecates on your head. But they say that just so you don't feel quite as bad about yourself. It is much better to have never loved at all than it is to have loved and lost. So is it better to have lost in the AFC Championship game than the Super Bowl? I hope someday I get a chance to answer that question for you directly. All I've ever seen is my team lose in the AFC Championship game four times to be exact. I've never seen them win it. I'll let you know if I ever get that opportunity. In the meantime, uh, Hembo's plans for uh, Valentine's Day are just steadfastly ridiculous. We will get to the bottom of those. We have much more on Derek Carr to do um, and uh, hugely important NFL news and much more as we roll on here on this day after a word from Dollar Shave Club. Are you still overpaying for a razor in this economy? That's gross. Inflation is lame. Crying at the gas station is lame. Overpaying for razors is lame. That's why Dollar Shave Club exists. With Dollar Shave Club, you can get a top-shelf shave at a regular shelf price. They've been hawking shaving products for years online. They're excited to bring you the same quality and low prices at a store near you. Find Dollar Shave Club in the men's razor aisle. Get your Dollar Shave Club razor wherever you want. Epic razors, epically affordable. Back in a flash on ESPN Radio. Greeny, the podcast. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Rolling along here on ESPN Radio, Greeny and Company. We got the hashtag crew around us. This, of course, is the music of Rihanna. I should point out that Rihanna's fans are appropriately disgusted by Bubba. Um, Yesterday, Bubba, on this program, when I asked him his thoughts on the halftime show, just complained about the fact that he felt a lot of it was lip-synced, which suggests that he has not seen a live performance of practically anything in at least 20 years Probably more than that. Not accurate. ESPN's YouTube channel, for reasons known only to them, posted those comments (laughs) from Bubba. And the YouTube commenters obliterated Bubba. Someone wrote, a person named Bubba saying they should get rid of the halftime show at the Super Bowl. Shocking. (laughs) Someone else wrote, Greeny dude, get get rid of this dude. His take was a waste of time. Too many dudes. Another one writes, this dude sounds like a person who says things just to start a fight. He's definitely a dude we need to drop off. He's not cool enough to hang with us. Baba, I think that's probably appropriate. You, you were summarily... Are you not aware that Rihanna is 
one of the most beloved stars in the world and that her fans are legendarily um, defensive of her. That's fine. She didn't sing. I, I don't what does that what does that have to do with the point that the halftime show has jumped the shark and for the last two, three, four, five plus years, it's just not good anymore. They don't sing. If they're just up there dancing, it's 30-plus minutes, cut it down to a normal halftime, and let's get the game moving. I don't understand what people are so enamored with people just up there lip-syncing and having 57 guest stars, although they didn't have any last time. But I, I just don't get what people are so up, why they think it's so cool seeing people just lip-sync songs. I, you talk about how that happens all the time. Again, not to the shows I go to. I go to actual rock concerts of people who actually sing. So, yes, maybe you when you go to the Jonas Brothers with your children, they may be lip sync, but not when I, when I go to an actual rock show, they're singing. So I don't know what you want from me, but I don't know why people are, are acting like a, a lip sync show is so cool. So, so let's analyze all the many things that he just said. First of all, the Jonas Brothers is a fascinating example of a modern act that you might be thinking of that I <laughs> that I would I know that you know that I want to see them. The the second piece of this that I would point out is when you say rock concert that you sound like a person who's even older than I am. Um, <laughs> I, I'm going to a rock. Co- what do you see? Well, Blue Oyster Cult. Like what are you go? Just... What concert are you going to that you're talking about now? Who? What's the last concert you went to? Rage Against the Machine. <laughs> there is 0.0% chance there was any lip syncing there. <laughs> I don't dispute that. And I'm not, I'm not here to, to... I don't know anything about Rage Against the Machine. I know that there is a band called Rage Against the Machine. I've now told you everything I know about the band called Rage Against the Machine. Um, but I thought you were going to say someone like Paul Simon or, or, or Paul McCartney or many I of the others. I also went to see Paul McCartney. Which so did I. And I love them. But you know what they are? Is 80... And this is not the way the world works. This is what entertainment looks like now. It is extremely choreographed, and it is it is it is fun and exciting to watch. And everyone but you liked it. And I think the YouTube roasters uh, were well within their rights to obliterate Bubba. Bubba, there were there were six million more people that watched Rihanna at the halftime show than watched the game. You are the only person that feels this way. Yeah, everyone. You agreed with me yesterday. What are you talking about? He did not. He did nothing of the kind. He doesn't even know who Rihanna is. Who do you think you're talking to? (laughs) Yesterday, (laughs) he just agreed with me and said, "I'm with you. They should get rid of the hat." They should. No, 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 no. I I said, "I'm not the clientele." But uh, pull the the tape. The first thing said, "I'm on your side." The first thing you said is the most important one, which is what? How in the world has ESPN social team decided that we are the right people (laughs) to be? Well, I don't. I mean. Providing commentary on this. Of all the things, you know what? That was the best move they've made in, in years. Out of an entire day of ESPN programming, they said, you know what we need? We need to share Bubba's thoughts on Rihanna's halftime. Bubba's thoughts. It is, a, it is a, a fascinating decision to make. Day after the Super Bowl, it. there's one person people want to hear from. It wasn't even Greeny's thoughts. It was literally a minute and 30 seconds of Greeny teed me up. I hit it out of the park. That's what happens on this show. I, I guess that's right. I mean, one way or another, it did go that way. Okay, this wasn't what I planned on us oh. talking about, but it did work out fairly well that we did that. Here's another one. Uh, Lol, his name is Bubba. His opinion <laughs> is invalid. So people are, are, you know, they're taking shots at you because of your nickname at this point. And yeah. is- well, enjoy next year's show that's lip synced and, and you guys just sit out there and watch and just, you might as well play it, play a, uh, an eight track. And Watch it be there, Paul you know? McCartney, and then he'll love it. Mm. And he, no, Paul McCartney already played he's already did it. Yeah. Super Bowl many yeah. years ago. Um, just put up, you know, go to your computer, play, make a playlist, and just listen to it because it's the same thing. There's literally no difference. 
You'll you just know, see her dancing. There's no difference. It's fascinating to me. But if my father was still alive, this is exactly what he would be saying. <laughs> and the trouble with that, Bubba, is that if my father was still alive, he'd be 91. And that's kind of what you sound like. You, say, you, you have a 91-year-old person's perspective on halftime at the Super Bowl, which, as Hembo just correctly pointed out, was viewed by more people than the football game, which should remind you that Rihanna has more fans than Patrick Mahomes and Jalen Hurts combined. Um, and so we'll just sort of leave that at that and move on from there because it's not where, at all where I meant to go with that. But I also have to do my annual um, assessment of the vastly understated, undercounted, underrated audience of the Super Bowl. 113 million people. Let me just say this, and I'll pause briefly on this thought, and then we'll come back and I'll explain myself. There is absolutely no chance 113 million people watch the Super Bowl. There's no chance. They give you a number every single year, and it's not right. There's no way in the world 113 million people watch the Super Bowl, and I will prove it next. This is Greeny on ESPN Radio, and I love Rihanna. Thanks for listening to Greeny, the podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio or watch the show through the Watch tab on the ESPN app. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN and also available wherever you get your podcast.